Hi there, we're ADV Marketing, a marketing agency that develops high quality and cost-effective marketing materials. Our relationship-driven business model and customized marketing solutions makes us the perfect partner for small businesses looking to grow. I'm your host, Lena Rice. Join Sarah and me here on Marketing Matters every other Monday to discuss business-to-business marketing topics. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Sarah, we got another episode going on. I know, finally. We've been really busy lately. Yeah. Beginning of the year stuff. Although I always say that, and then like the middle of the year is the same, <laughs> and the end of the year is the same. So like, I don't know. Yes, but there's been something specifically that we've been a little bit busy with with oh, our yeah, clients. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. It's conference season. Yep. At least for our clients in the energy industry, some of the biggest conferences are going on basically between February and April. Yeah. Um, a couple stragglers in May. Yeah. But it's typically that first half of the year where most of our clients have conferences for of sure. some kind. Yeah. And they're very busy. Because very. there's so much, like the title of the episode, I won't spoil it, but there's <laughs> so much that happens before, during, and after. It's more than just the two or three days that you're there. Exactly. You're correct. So, okay, so let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So, Sarah, I'm going to say the title of the episode. If you're going to a conference, if you're just going to a conference, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You are. Mm -hmm. So, walk me through kind of what you said. So, that before. Mm -hmm. A lot of people probably do just go to conferences and show up and hang out and leave. Yeah. So what should people be doing to prepare before the conference? Well, first you have to understand why you're going to the conference. I could not agree more. Yes. So there's different objectives for each conference. Not every conference is created equal. So like completely agree. Even the people attending the different conferences are different. Like, right. It's, if it's a conference full of like other salespeople, it's a different kind of conversation mm-hmm. than if like all the engineers are going to a conference because it's very yes. technically focused. I definitely think that you need to realize that some conferences you're going to be the person that people are buying the product for, and some conferences you're gonna be the person buying the product from someone else. Yeah. So you need to know what type of conference is this and what yes. it, are you trying to accomplish. And what your position is too. Setting goals is important. Yes. And then it also helps a lot if you know that because then you can direct all yeah. of your efforts to be very specific yep. and effective and you're not wasting your energy because Completely it's agree. very easy to waste a lot of energy at an event. It is. And if you're not focused, then you just don't know how to focus all of your resources. So, okay, Sarah, I'm going to come to you as a business owner. Yeah. I'm going to a conference. Me and three of my top people in my company are going to go to this conference. Mm -hmm. How do we set goals? We're going to a conference. We're meeting people. We're talking to people. But that's a very vague thing that we're doing. So how do we what are we going to measure to even know what kind of goal we could set? Yes. Okay. So first I would want to know if any of the people are speaking or presenting. That's important. And establishing themselves as a subject matter expert. Because if you have that opportunity and if you have someone in a company that is presenting, that is an opportunity for messaging and content that you really should not miss. Yeah. Because it is a huge credibility boost. It is very public it's yeah. advertised on lots of different channels and if you have your voice coordinated with all of those other channels too like the conferences social media right. platforms the collaborators if there are any 
coordinating all of that gives you a lot of amplification yeah. for whatever you're talking about. You're, you're completely right. So you really want to make sure you know <laughs> if someone's speaking and then also have a coordinated plan around that right. and start talking about it beforehand. Definitely. So you want people to know that you are speaking and to look yep. out for the room number or the schedule sure. or the day or whatever multiple weeks in advance and then keep reminding them. Exactly. So that's something for sure. Next, you want to know if you're sponsoring or you have a booth there, right? which we will talk about the reasoning behind having a booth yeah. or sponsoring, but you just want to know. You want to coordinate <laughs> Are that. you doing that or not? <laughs> yes. What materials do you need? What is your booth setup going to look like? Do you need to spend more money on this booth yeah. or can you go with the lighter booth setup exactly. and be fine? So that's something you need to know about too. And then also who is attending and a lot of the who's going to be there, who you need to talk to comes from asking your own personal network right? and then also seeing what they're posting on LinkedIn. Don't neglect your current clients. Yes. It's a great that's relationship important. building yes. activity as well. Especially if they are distant clients that maybe are not local and so you don't see them face to face. You might have a lot of Zoom calls, but that face to face contact is still very important, especially in a post COVID world where mm -hmm. a lot of people work remote or we're just not as out as we used to be. So those little opportunities everybody's very excited about so if you make yes. an effort to see them it'll go a long way yes and it is cheaper to get work from someone you've already worked with it is. than acquiring a new client that is true so don't discount who you already work with this is true but it's also a constant so conferences are just a concentration yeah of everyone you would want to speak to at once so like yeah there's a lot of opportunity there as right. long as you're very intentional about what you're doing when i completely agree mm -hmm. okay so We've prepared. We're going to go to this conference. Mm -hmm. What should we do while we're at the conference as far as marketing goes for my small business? Okay. So here's the thing. And here's like the secret to events. The showy exhibition hall with all of the booths that so many companies spend so much money on is not the main event. Like deals are not being made at your booth. I completely agree. Yeah, you know, like hot take right there. Like, <laughs> I don't know, ruffle some feathers. But unless you just have this magic booth set up, which I, I really doubt. Like, I really have to talk What's to somebody. What's been really interesting and our <coughs> experienced conference goers, I guess I should say, mm -hmm. will notice booths have changed a lot in the past yeah five years, which yeah. is not a long time for anything business related at all. Mm -hmm. So we've started to see that people are realizing exactly what you just said. Things don't happen at the booth. Yeah. Things happen elsewhere. And so what people have started doing, and you'll notice it, especially at very large companies with very large budgets, yeah. is their booth now looks like a conference room mm -hmm. or you know, a, some last year at a conference, mm -hmm. one company set up their booth rather than making a booth where they presented about their company and all the traditional things, they turned their booth into a beer garden. Yeah. And served beer. Yeah. And it was amazing. And everybody yes. went and they ha they gave out free alcohol mm -hmm. and they didn't do it until, you know, the afternoon, like a happy hour. But um, unfortunately, you could knock in a mimosa in the morning. <laughs> no, <unfortunately>. But <laughs> it was a very untraditional way to have a booth and everybody mm -hmm. was talking about their booth and talking about the company. Yes. And so I think the thing that you have to realize is think of your booth 
solely for the purpose of name recognition. Yes. And I'll add on to that starting conversations. Exactly. So deals are not being made at the booth. Someone's not going to come to you and be like, submit me a proposal right now. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to pause you there. While the deal is not being made at the booth, if you inevitably plan on taking your clients off site, be sure it's convenient. Both in location and time. Because if you want to take your clients away at the peak hour of socializing at the conference, they're not going to like that. And if you want to take them far, they're not going to like that either. Nope. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Be very coordinated with where you're taking them. (laughs) But... Anyway, deals are not being made. No one is like, I want to give you money right now here at this booth. But (laughs) they do want to come up to you and ask you questions if they're new and they've never seen you before. And they're looking for things to start conversations about because they're also networking events. So in my professional opinion, a booth should have the materials you need to have the conversations that are good for your business. Completely agree. And that match your messaging. So it's not necessarily about having the most gimmicky booth, although the bar is great because people have conversations at bars. And yeah. so it's right along with It was a like, very neat concept. Yeah. And they had like picnic tables set up at their booth. So they had a very large booth in case yeah. that wasn't obvious. Yeah. Um, but they had like, I think four picnics, very small, like, you know, two person picnic tables mm-hmm. that people could sit at. And it was yeah. just very cute and yes. very well done. And welcoming. Very Which welcoming. like, you don't want people to feel intimidated going up to your mm-hmm. booth. You want people, you want to give them reasons to come up to yep. you to talk. Yep. But the magic does not happen at the booth. Like, don't the introduction to magic. Yeah, that's true. Don't stand behind. Please don't stand behind your don't table. Don't close yourself That's off. not welcoming. Yeah. It's hard. It's uncomfortable to stand in front of the table. So you do need to get creative in your booth design, which yeah. is probably a whole separate episode. Mm-hmm. But just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so starting conversations, welcoming people into the conversation. And then also, so you mentioned this name recognition, mm-hmm. business to business does not have billboards. Like that is right. not in the channel mix. That is not a real possibility. Okay. You say that you're never going to believe what I saw the other day. Oh my gosh. What a is billboard it? for a business to business company. Oh my gosh. I've Can you guess seen- the company? Because it's one that we use. Is it Monday? Yes. I know. They have billboards in Houston. And I drive by it and I'm like, what is the point of this billboard? I know. Because I also don't get the billboard at all. Yeah. Like a complete, I don't understand what they're trying to, like the, it's the wording that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on that. But anyway. Billboards, like, you really have to have a lot of reason to yeah. want a billboard as a B2B company. But that company. was very interesting that they had one. There's just so much waste coverage Completely in billboards. Agree. But, but, this is my big but, <laughs> for booths at conferences, first of all, your audience is extremely targeted. Yes. Right? Like, it's your network that's seeing that booth. Yes. This is account-based marketing at its finest. Yes. So, it's the people you want to see, especially right. if it's a conference that is worth for you to go to. Exactly. And geared towards your industry. Exactly. And then people do see booths. And if you make a memorable, you just have the challenge of making them, like, And obviously, this good. is from the perspective of a conference you would go to where you want to gain clients, not you becoming the client. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is where you would exhibit or sponsor. But 
So that is a reason too. Like, yeah. and then people see you, you also, if you have the expectation that you're going to have a booth, like if you're of a certain size and that's just the role you play in the industry, yeah. then you have to meet that expectation or right. people are going to be like, why didn't you have a booth? <laughs> like, yeah. So there's also that element of right. it, but there's lots of reasons to have a booth and to sponsor. Completely agree. But it's not the main event. Right. Okay. So it leads us to... You've gone to the conference. You had a small booth because let's be honest, unless you're Amazon or Walmart, yeah. you don't need a massive booth. Yeah. Like unless you're the Amazon or Walmart of your industry, you can get away with the small, regular size. And booth. even those large of companies are not investing as much in large booths. They're no. still going smaller because they would rather host a big party afterwards. That's it. Then do the booth. So you've hosted your clients in some form or fashion, mm -hmm. and now you've gone home. Yeah. You're back in your day-to-day -day desk and job and all the things. Mm -hmm. What do you do now? Do you just go well, on with your life? You probably have a really thick stack of business cards <laughs> if you were exhibiting. Yes. So then that goes directly into your customer relationship management portal. Which, so you keep the contacts. Pro tip, if you use... Any mainstream CRM, if you download their app, you can scan your business card and it'll automatically upload the information into your CRM. Yeah. So you don't have to like type it. Yeah. Pro Which tip. Really nice. It is. But saving all the information, following up where you need to follow up. Making notes. Yep. Business is lost because people just didn't follow up. Exactly. So like that's a huge part of it. Anyone you had conversations with and thinking about next year's event. So yep. like, and then planning for the next yep. one, submitting abstracts, submitting yes. papers, getting, convincing the people that need Completely to write the agree. abstracts in the papers <laughs> right. to, to present. That is a huge part because the prep yes. for having a really impactful experience at a conference takes a year. Yeah. Because you have to know what you're it presenting, really does. who you're going to meet. Right. Also, we should say, like, the client meetings you have at the conference, like, 80% of them should be planned before you go to the conference. Yes. <laughs> like, unless the client is the one not committing, Yeah, this should be planned. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should know who's going to be there, and then you should already have an email in their inbox or a phone call or a voicemail or right. something. Reach out to them and be like, hey, I want to take you to yep. brunch, lunch, dinner, happy hour, any of those things mm -hmm. during the conference. Yep. And then you, you like, have side reservations right. for if – like a new client pops up or yep. someone, like you leave room for meeting new people in the yep. unexpected, but you also have a whole slate of activities planned beforehand. Exactly. Beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Sarah, mm -hmm. we've covered so much in this episode about going to conferences. So speed round. Yeah. Give me the number one thing you want someone to do before they go to the conference. Plan out how you're going to amplify key activities like presentations. Okay, now what's the number one thing they need to do while they're at the conference? Oh, there's so much to do. You just pick one. <laughs> I don't know. What's yours? I would probably say 
make time for your existing clients because oh, I think that that's, that's something that gets forgotten. Say. See, I just didn't have the confidence to say it. You said it more. <laughs> yeah, definitely making time for that and then having those meetings. Yes. Like that was the immediate thing that yeah. blew my mind. And I was like, that works. Is there anything else? Okay, now what's the number one thing when you go home after the conference? Follow up. Keep it going. Keep the leads warm. Yep. All of the sales things. Like, it doesn't just end because you met with them once. Right. And then the people that might not have seemed that interested or that enthusiastic when you met with them the first time could eventually turn into, yeah. like, your key client. Exactly. So just maintaining the relationship and networking. Completely agree. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great episode. I really hope that y'all learned so much. Feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn with any other episodes that you maybe want us topics, not episodes, topics that you want us to cover. Yeah. <laughs> and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.